Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Here's Angie Austin and friends. Hey, one of the reasons I started doing the good news, I always tell my friend Alexa Gagné, the director of public relations at the Denver Rescue Mission, that part of the reason that I started doing this is because I used to think back to like the rescue mission and we always did the story on how you needed turkeys at Thanksgiving when I was in TV. And I'm like, I know they do more than that. They, they do more than eat turkey. Of course we do. Um, and I've been blown away, to be honest with you, in the three years that I've worked with you guys on various stories with your people at all the things you do. One of the things you do is the New Life program that helps you know men who've been homeless and uh, addicted um, get Correct. off of drugs. Right. And that's one of the most successful rehab programs that I've ever worked with. We just, I mean, we have so many wonderful stories come out of that and successes. It's, and, you know, sometimes people don't graduate, but it doesn't mean they didn't gain something valuable Absolutely. from the program. Absolutely. Well, I wanted Alexa to join me for the good news because she is a friend of the show and a friend of mine. And because really her life is devoted to helping others and her faith is very strong. And it's fun to have a friend come in and do good news with me. The first story I have, Alexa, is out of uh, Los Angeles, um, a homeless man. And I can't tell if as he's been scarred or in gang fights, but he definitely says that his face sometimes scares people. And you can tell that he's got a lot of scars. I couldn't see the close-up very well. Hmm. Um, But, you know, a tall, um, homeless man, uh, very, you know, like handsome man who had a lot of pride in himself and then somehow just went down the wrong road and really was at his wit's end in, in life. And what's interesting is he was helped by an organization. They have these bags that they give out, and it's like everything a homeless person would need. It's not just like some socks and a Bible. It's like socks, a Bible, a sleeping bag, food, you know, toothbrush, deodorant. Like It's like everything you'd need if you were suddenly homeless. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so here is a little bit of Ezzy's story, because now that he is off the streets, he has become friends with this organization, and now he wants to help the other homeless guys the way he was helped. So here's his story. I just had given up. I didn't even care anymore. I was thinking crazy. This is Ezzy Ritchie. He's a 57-year-old military veteran who was homeless on the streets of Los Angeles. My mom had passed, and I really never gotten over her. Me and her were kind of close. And on top of that, I had lost two sons, twins. Ezzy self-medicated with alcohol and drugs. His wife said he changed, and she divorced him. He tried to recover. He enrolled in college, but a falling out with his aunt, who he was living with at the time, left him with nowhere to go. He saw things on the streets that he says he can't forget. I was on a park one night and ducking bullets. It was like, when you get out of school, you got to find something to eat. You got to find you somewhere where you're safe to sleep tonight. That's when he met Tom Bagamane, founder and chairman of the nonprofit volunteer organization the Giving Spirit. Twice a year, the 15-year-old Do Good group, which has 10,000 registered volunteers, packs survival kits for the homeless. 
everything in those kits will allow someone to survive where they stand. We've had clients tell us that that's lasted them months. Months. Isn't that neat? Wow. Survival kit. That's powerful, too. Yeah, because they are in the streets. And you know, in your work at the rescue mission, you know, it's hard to survive out there, especially for women. I interviewed two homeless uh, teens recently, and they say they take shifts sleeping to protect each other. Absolutely. It can definitely be brutal frightening. All right, there's a little bit more as to why now. He, and I, I forgot the fact that he's a vet, which breaks my heart even more. I hate to see these vets homeless after they've served our country. Here's the rest of Ezzy's story and how he's giving back now and he's giving out these survival bags to other homeless guys now that he's not homeless. No longer homeless, Ezzy's mission involves going out with the volunteers to deliver survival kits to others in need. He tells people he meets on the streets his story. He gives them advice and tries to connect, like Tom did when the two friends met a few years ago. He tells people surviving in sidewalk tents that he's been there and that he hopes he caught them at the right moment in their lives to make a difference. Tom, um, he's my friend, uh, you know, like a brother to me. And everybody that I met in that organization through him I feel like family. They came two feet below the surface where I was. The Alabama native completed college with a degree in sociology and lives in an apartment through the VA's subsidized housing program in South LA. He says he's grateful and content with his life. Now I'm happy. You know, I can smile, <laughs> a real smile, you know. I can feel a real warm feeling inside. This is the, these are the stories you hear every day at the rescue mission. Yeah. How can you not smile when you hear that, too? I know. <laughs> to have him ch to just, I don't know, to have a completely different feeling in his heart. He said that they had to go two feet, like, underground to find him. That's how deep and low he was in life. Right. And now he's got, you know, happiness in his heart. I just think it's crazy when you see, you know, faith in God and the guys that, you know, you work with, especially at the rescue mission, you know, transform someone we hear about all the time that jesus can transform people but you get to see it firsthand does it ever get old <laughs> never it never gets old because it's i mean everyone's story is unique and significant and it's beautiful what really stuck out to me um was she mentioned connection and how connecting um tom wanted to connect with people it through his organization that is one of the biggest things that even we can do in our daily lives is throw someone a smile and a handshake and really just connect with people, especially, um, you know, people who've lost their family or friends or you just, I mean, you don't know someone's situation, but we're all wired to want that connection. Yeah. And we really do try to do that at the mission with, you know, all of our staff at, um, at the Lawrence Street Shelter, um, just trying to connect with people and build relationships and tell them that they matter. Well, I see that when Riley and I, my son, when we serve at, uh, at the crossing, another one of your facilities, uh, that the workers eat with uh, the people who are living there. And so right. they know each other. They sit down together. There's a real sense of community. And I remember one of your um, ladies coming in. Um, it was Isaac's mom. Oh, yeah. Uh, Liberia. Yeah, Liberia. Mm -hmm. And she said that it's not anything like a shelter or a place where you, you know, go to seek refuge. She said it's like the warmest, most loving, kind environment she's lived in. And so she really saw it when she was living there as a, as a home, not as um, the crossing where the Denver Rescue Mission runs it. She saw it as a home. Oh, that's really neat. And yeah. yeah, that's what we try to do is just have that sense of family and love and just love people because 
people are coming from some really hard situations and that's why they're where they are. So if we can just love them and no matter if they're going to yell back at us or be upset about something, you know, it's just that's what we try to um, really drill in and train in, in our staff is show love, show the love of Christ. And I think that, you know, a lot of people think of, um, you know, they don't realize how Christ-based the rescue mission is mm-hmm. and that everyone I've interviewed that's involved with you guys, like that's their heart and that, you know, that the Lord teaches us to love each other and they take it very seriously. And I, I don't feel that faith is ever a back seat in your organization. It's like the front seat right. of your organization. And we, tr- we you know, that's, it's our... Um our mission statement, changing lives in the name of Christ. So that is something that we're always going to put forward and, and not shy away from. We have our, you know, everyone, which I actually love when I first, you know, I'm in PR, so I have to like have things, you know, be official and say the right titles of things and everything. And when um, I was newer, um, I learned that uh, the homeless call our Lawrence Street shelter, Jesus Saves. And I was kind of like, why? That's not the name of it. And then I was like, okay, this is even cooler. Like it's, right. it's our cr- iconic cross on the yes. side of the building. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's well known. It's and it's better name. <laughs> right. I love that. You're yeah. like, but I'm a PR person. <laughs> yeah, I got to be official. <laughs> well, speaking of which, that you're a PR person, I remember I got a really nice note from you once, and I said, "Oh, your card was so nice. It brightened my day." And you said, "Yeah, I try to do that." And a lot of the guys in the New Life program, you know, they work really hard, really hard. Mm-hmm. And so they're in the kitchen and they're cleaning. And you said a lot of them clean, you know, your office area, and that you'll write the guys notes of encouragement too. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when, um, you know, they do work therapy when they start. Sometimes it's 12 hour days, sometimes a little longer because the goal with that is if they're coming off an addiction or off the streets, it's, it's kind of a distraction. It's like, let's focus on cooking and cleaning or whatever you're doing and not focus on your addiction. So it's, ex- it's exhausting them away it from is. thinking about their addiction. It is. And so you encourage and it works. them with a note. <laughs> yeah. And so um, even one time um, we did an event, uh, a cleanup event around the shelter, a Rockies cleanup for the springtime. And we um, got shirts from the Rockies, actually, some nice, cute T-shirts for, um, you know, cheer on the team. And I ended up sending one to one of the guys who helped clean up. Um, but he wasn't there when we got the shirts, and I just made sure he got it. And then he wrote me back a note and said, "You don't know how much that T-shirt meant to me." Aww. And you know, and that's a little thing to me, you know. And but I'm like, wow, that's, that's encouraging, neat. and that's that's what it's all about is all those little things. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> all right, I have another story. You know, teachers—they're the hard workers that often oh, get you yes. know neglected in terms of you know getting uh, the pat on the back. And the Ellen Show really, she likes to really reward people who've gone above and beyond. And she heard about a teacher who'd won a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And guess what she did with the money? She gave every penny back to the school. She didn't oh keep anything. Goodness. And, you know, teachers aren't exactly rolling in the money. So Ellen sure. found out about it. And so here's Ellen t- uh, introducing her and then telling a little bit about the teacher's story. Our next guest is a hardworking third grade teacher who just won $150,000. But what she did with that money got her an invitation to my show from Boston, Massachusetts. Please welcome the amazing Nicole Ballerman. Well, you're just an amazing woman. First of all, I love teachers anyway. It's a very important and underpaid <laughs> position. So how did, how did you make uh, the $150,000? First, can I just say, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you so much oh, you're for having me. And you're, you're just such an amazing person. You're amazing. <laughs> you're, you're the amazing one. So I entered a Capital One Facebook contest called Wish for Others. 
and I made a wish that my third grade adorable um, kids could have a book to take home with them over December break. And I ended up um, winning $150,000. Right, so you win. A... What did you do with that money? I donated it back to my school. You gave all the money back to your school. Yeah. You're struggling to pay your own bills. And you didn't keep a little bit of it. You gave it all to the school. No, my kids are just amazing. You know, 90% of our kids are low income. Um, some of them are homeless. They just have such challenges and adversity. And they deserve so much. And this is just like a little bit of what I could give them. So she's already getting teary-eyed talking about her kids. There's oh. more, but isn't like, don't you just want her to be your teacher? Oh, she's gosh, so awesome. I have goosebumps. I'm like, oh, she's so sweet. Oh, she is. It's amazing. She loves these kids. And imagine being, you know, you're at the crossing. You've got a lot of families mm -hmm. who, you know, are struggling. And they're living in rooms about like the size of a hotel room there. At, but keeping them off the street. And so these kids, you know, they've done nothing wrong. They've not done nothing to deserve being poor. And as she put it, 90% of the kids are from low-income homes or homeless or living with a relative. And so there's there's a little more to something she did, you know, that was special for one of the kids that's being raised by his grandmother. Okay. And uh, so Ellen gets to hear more of Nicole, the third grade teacher's kindness. So then you have a kid in, in your class and he's looking out the window all the time and you say, what are you doing? He's looking at birds because it makes him feel peaceful. So I went and got him a bird watching book for mm -hmm. kids um, and his grandmother called me and said that this was probably the only thing he'd get for Christmas. Um, so, so then you. <laughs> so my mom and I went to Target and made sure that he had he and his sister had something to open because every kid deserves to open presents on Christmas. Yep, they do. You are a saint. It feels good yeah. to be you. Well, I it's give it's, it away. It's, <laughs> yeah, it feels good to help people. It really yeah. does. Um, we have another surprise. Look where Jeannie is right now. Look at this. Watch. Okay, so Jeannie is with the Ellen Show, and she's at her school. So Nicole has no idea that they're live at her school. So not only does every kid get a backpack filled with all kinds of stuff, every kid gets a $100 gift card in the school. Oh. Every teacher, because you know these teachers in these in the schools that oh. are suffering financially, uh, they say they on average spend $500 on their own pockets on supplies and such. So every teacher got a $500 gift card. And then um, she gave $25,000 to Nicole, the teacher, for herself, which you know Nicole I'll just give it back to the school probably anyway. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so sweet? That's amazing. We need more teachers like her. Oh, it's beautiful. You, you know, I um I did a story last week too on a janitor that works at a high school in uh, in Texas and he was on the CBS Evening News with Steve Hartman who is my favorite reporter. He does all these feel good good news stories like we do. And um one of my friends um his wife works with teachers and she started to cry and she said, you know, I wish that teachers cared as much about these kids as this uh, janitor does. Aww. 
because he counsels the kids and he's gotten all kinds of awards and he takes kids who, you know, don't have a father figure to love them. And he cares about them all four years of their high school. And he gets these kids to go to college. He gets them on the right track. He keeps them out of trouble. And I got to interview Mr. Clark. And it was one of my favorite interviews of all time. That's amazing. So wonderful and touching. And uh, I don't know. I just I just think it's neat when people make a difference in kids' lives. But let's talk a little bit about that because I know at the Rescue Mission, there's a lot of mentoring opportunities for people to not only mentor the children, but to also mentor some of the adults, the men in the New Life program. And you guys have all kinds of needs. So let's talk about that. So again, if you're just joining us, Alexa Gagne is the Director of Public Relations at the Rescue Mission and my friend. And I thought we could talk a little bit about what you guys do here locally that's good news as well. Sure. Um, and I told you, I think last time I recently became a mentor myself. Oh, are mentoring a kid or an adult? A kid, a 14-year-old really? Oh, how girl. fun is that? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's it's funny because I had been talking about mentoring so much for my job. And I was like, why am I not mentoring? <laughs> what am I doing? So, I yeah, it's been um, about six months. And just the... Um, it's just wonderful. I mean, she's a little shy and just the sweetest girl. She's a freshman in high school. And it's just, it's probably been more rewarding for me. I mean, even though I'm sure she loves hanging out. I hope she does. <laughs> but we go to movies and go to dinner and um, some, she's come over to my house and just hung out. So it's been, it's been really wonderful. Wow. You get a little sparkle it. in your eye. You do love it, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, uh, you know, I just think of, you know, her parents are still married. So she has a, a really, you know, great family. Um, they had just fallen on hard times and um, they've been at the crossing for almost a year. And so, um, and she has two younger brothers. And, you know, I just, I see that um, her shyness and, you know, maybe she's had a little, lacking in development from you know some of they've been homeless before and stayed in shelters and things like that and tr- and moved a lot in their lives it's just hard when you you know make friends and then you have to leave mm-hmm. oh absolutely so you know I feel like if I can you know just give her encouragement and love and sometimes I just listen like I'll just let her talk and, and being for being shy she actually will just kind of chit chat about fun things. So I really, I'm enjoying it a lot. I I would just encourage, you know, anyone who's, who's thought about it before and been hesitant like I was to just take the first step in applying or finding the information online. And could you, let's say a couple, a married couple wants to do it, couldn't the man mentor a young man and the woman mentor a girl and maybe they as a you know family they could go to movies together and other things like if a couple wants to do it together together uh yes actually a couple could even um uh, mentor a whole family oh, uh, like a family that, of kids that doesn't live at the crossing but lives um off at their own housing so that's another program we have called family rescue ministry oh neat um, i didn't even so, know about that one yeah so we pair mentors with those families who um, are going into their own housing and ah. then um so it's a little bit of a different structure so than a family the could almost be involved like my family could mentor yes. another family and take all the kids to the movies and take all the kids to the zoo along with their own children mm-hmm. so you can still if you're worried about having family time, you could involve the, those kids from that family with your own family and go to exactly. do events and outings. Yeah. And a great way for your kids to learn about giving back as well. Certainly. And uh, actually, a friend of mine um, just started mentoring, and we both took our girls to go to the movies. So 
It works that way, Do too. It with a friend. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's yeah. a neat way to kind of socialize yourself. It is. And allow them to, you know, be part of that. You'll have to bring in your, um, your mentee sometime. <laughs> sometime. We'll that see if I can convince her. <laughs> right, she, uh, I guess she is shy. All right. So if people want to also, I know they can mentor the men in the New Life program. Yes. And you don't have to be perfect. You just need to be an upstanding guy who cares about God. If faith is important to you. And you would like to reach out and give a hand up to... Um, a young man and maybe not all young that, you know, need to be mentored in the new life program, getting off drugs. And it's a long-term program. It's a couple of years for the new life guys. And uh, I know some of these mentorship relationships last longer. If you want them to, once they leave the program, you may have a friendship that, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to keep established. So how do people, you know, volunteer at the mission, mentor people, you know, donate money, help out with serving? How do they get in touch with you? Uh, The best way, just visit denverrescuemission.org and you can click on volunteer or donate see what some of our greatest needs are um, we're also on Facebook and Twitter if you want to just see what we're up to on a daily basis yeah and it, regarding um, you know you can do something in your neighborhood and gather coats or you can do something at the office where you ask everybody to bring scarves or mittens it can be something real simple you send an email out to your colleagues and you know you can ask the Denver Rescue Mission what their needs are at that time it might be soap that month or diapers or whatever it may be thank you very much Alexa Gagne Director of Public Relations of the Denver Rescue Mission thank you for having me Thanks for being my friend. You too. We'll be right back with the good news. Hear about our victory in Jesus Christ. You are listening to 810 AM KLVZ. God's love in broadcasting. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun. And we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core. And they made a huge shift in their life. And that's what it's all about. Well, you've really guided me in my career, achieving some of the goals that, you know, I had in mind over the last year. You helped me write it all down. If people want to work with you in the future, how do they get in touch with you? And how do they work with you on achieving their goals, Carrie? So the best way to reach me is just through my website, infinitenation.com. And what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals, build their business. Infinitenation.com. Thanks, Carrie. Thank you. Hello, it's Angie. Already imagine it's cold outside. You don't have a coat. You don't have boots. You don't have mittens. Well, that is often the case with the, the homeless. So uh, Alexa Gagne is here with the Denver Rescue Mission. How can we help? You have some needs right now for cold weather gear. We do. In the extreme temperatures, we need coats and hats and scarves and boots and all of those sorts of things, but also blankets. Um, any of those things that might be gently used or just, you know, you have an extra coat from last year you haven't worn yet. Any of that could be dropped off at the Lawrence Street Shelter downtown. Excellent. Again, Give us your website as well. DenverRescueMission.org. So cold weather gear, blankets and mittens and gloves. And again, as, as Alexa mentioned, they can be gently used and they need this stuff right now. They have a real need for cold weather gear. And Alexa, give us your um, contact info. DenverRescueMission.org. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Excellent. Thanks, Alexa. Thank you. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. 
work is about love and smiles and just acceptance. They accept you no matter what your disability is, your color, your race. They just love you no matter who you are and what you are. At any of the 22 ARC locations around town, you'll always find great-looking new and gently used clothes, toys, and more. But the good work your money is doing doesn't even stop there. ARC also supports more than 50 community organizations and provides vouchers to help with emergency clothing, disaster recovery, job interviews, and just about any economic challenge. All because of your donations and your shopping trips. It's the best place you could ever work. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Strange, isn't it? That you can't find the words to say when you're praying. But you have no trouble thinking what to talk about with a friend. Strange, isn't it? For God and Country, this is the Crawford Broadcasting Company. 810 AM, KLVZ, where love lives. Welcome back to the good news. You know, the show says the good news with Angie Austin and friends. And a lot of people say I have a lot of women on the show. So on Fridays, I love to bring in Dr. D and also Walt Wilson, uh, two of the friends of the show um, who've been with me for a long time. Dr. D since the beginning. Um, it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm getting three years. Can you believe <laughs> it's, it's been, been almost three years? Oh, I didn't know. I honestly, I was going to say two years, and and it's actually three. Almost. Wow. Yeah. That's what Isn't happens that when crazy? you get old. You don't remember very far back. Do I we? know. Oh my god. Wait to get to my age. <laughs> <laughs> well, Doctor D not only is my dentist, but he's also a radio host. And you know, a lot of people are like, "Well, if you're a dentist, how can you be a radio host?" I'm like, I don't I was, know. When I, I was a weather woman, they used to say, "Well, you can't be an anchor. You're a weather woman." I'm like, yeah. "Um, I can read." It's called the box. Yes. They, yeah. People yeah. put you in that box and yes. lock the doors shut and are job is to knock it down yeah knock down those walls so i i send walt and dr d kind of out every um week and i do that with my other friends who are authors and speakers in the community and say hey look for really cool things going on in the community so they send me stories story ideas etc and uh normally i would do a little good news with you guys first that i've chosen but dr d said that i sparked an idea in him with a text last week so what do you got dr D? you know when we were talking um and i couldn't get in here to and which stinks when I can't get in here to do the show. Nobody I don't miss like that. You, I, I, I miss coming on miss air. Him. I just like hearing myself talk. I don't know why. I, I don't well, say very like, good stuff, but I, I like hearing myself talk. No, you add a lot to the show. <laughs> the coffee date that the three of us have. <laughs> it's 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 fun. I started. You, you we, I said you I can't make it, Angie. I have to meet with architects and everything. You thought it was my home. It was actually a new office that we're building, and I had to meet with architects and run back and forth between designers and cabinet makers. You know all the rest of that fun stuff. And I started thinking you know, when you had said, "My gosh, you don't sit still." And and there's a there was I didn't know why I didn't sit still until I started thinking about it. And I was always afraid in my life to contract the disease of complacency. Uh, that kind of a feeling where, where like everything is actually fine, but the train's about to run you over. So that's not like a good feeling to, to have on there. And then I started never thinking. Never wanted to get complacent. And let's, and let's step back. So you're a dentist. You successfully raised three kids. Your wife's a dentist. You have a great life. You have a radio show. But you're always, like I see, you know, you're always moving. You're always, you have new goals. You have new ideas. You have new things you're working at. Walt's nodding. He does, doesn't he? He does. And a lot of people kick back in the easy chair of life, but not Dr. D. I am afraid to sit down. I'm afraid I'm not getting up because after a certain <laughs> age, you're in trouble. Stop. But I started thinking about what you had said, and I went back, wait a minute, where did I get then this train of thought? Where did it come from? How could these thoughts come come into me? You know, when you when you get complacent on things, you just kind of let them be. It's like complacency in a marriage. You always think that person's going to be there. And then 
in some marriages, unfortunately, sometimes they wake up and they're not there anymore. What happened? Did you take that person for granted? So I try not to take life for granted. I try to look at it and going, okay, God gave me today. Hopefully he'll give me tomorrow. And what I have to do today is what I'm going to do today. So I just kind of let it rock as hard as I can, then collapse into bed at night. And right. that's the end of it. Right. And I was trying to figure out where did these thoughts come from? Because I'm not that smart. I really can't create that kind of stuff. And it just dawned on me, biblical perspectives that I've been taught over the years really ingrained inside you that you even forget where they came from and i and i'm sorry to say as a christian i shouldn't forget where they came from i know it's the almighty but it didn't hit so i started going back through like this journal i have and reading some of this stuff and just a couple of biblical perspe- biblical perspectives on complacency luke 12:19 and i will say to my soul soul you should have many goods laid up for many years to come take your ease eat drink and be merry there's a sign right there when you think about no that's we're not going to do that and it's kind of tongue-in-cheek the way that that's written, but that's really it. And Matthew seven twenty six, everyone who hears these words of mine, capital M, and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who has built a house on sand. And you're right, the words of uh, written in the Bible, you have to react to them. There's a reason for that, okay? But the one that really got me the most, and this is one I read many years ago, and I, I looked it up in one of my journals from 15 years ago, Proverbs one thirty two: for the waywardness of the naive will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. In other words, not being alert in life, not guarding your thoughts, not guarding how you how you kind of present yourself, which I fail at miserably many times, but that's okay. I get up again. It's all right on there. So complacency is not good, and that's what sparked 14 pages <laughs> well, and I think, of oh my, notes oh on God. what you said. I'm not kidding you. Well, two things that um, come out of that. So you said journal 15 years ago. Yeah. So you journal and you ri- write and have that quiet time. You try to put that in your day. I try to do it about four or five times a week. And sometimes I do it Ooh. a couple of times a day if there's a lot going on, like yeah. when my kids are graduating from uh, law school and things like that. There was a lot happening. And I write it down. But also, most importantly, write down my thoughts at that time. And kind of you could see, you can almost paint a picture of yourself as the years go by, the way you change and evolve and what you didn't like, you do like, and what you you could never tolerate before, you can tolerate now. And you kind of, I don't know what the word, people say wisdom or maturity. I don't know what it is. All I know is, is All the that, above. Oh, you think so? Yes. I, I just can't give myself that much credit. Well, I just I refuse. think well, that's one of the cool things about having you both come in here is that you're, uh, you know, um, fathers and, well, you grandfather, um, that you, and you, you do live your lives according to biblical principles and that... Um, it's it's wonderful because then when I have you chime in on topics, they're coming from that place, and I think that you guys do bring a lot of wisdom to the show, and that's why I teamed you guys up to you know to bring in. Yeah, and I think sometimes we get hard on ourselves. I think you a little hard on yourself, and I do on myself. Yeah, that uh, you know God speaks through you uh, and through Angie and through people that come into the show. Uh, his wisdom is imparted through us mm-hmm. through Scripture to help other people to encourage other people. Uh, and we sometimes think, well, you know, it has to be all me, and it's not all me. Right. It's other people working together to honor God and bring glory to God and using his wisdom to help other people. Mm-hmm. And the wisdom that we've learned in our practical life experiences, mm-hmm. going through your sphere of influence, totally different than mine. Mm-hmm. Your Angie's sphere of influence, totally different than mine. Right, of course. So we get different cross-sections of events and people in our lives and uh, that makes the world go around. Well, you're talking about not getting complacent, um, you know, let's be honest. You guys are already successful in your careers. Well, you were in the banking industry for 40 years, so now you help people with retirement. Dr. D. Dennis, the radio host. Okay, so with that said, a lot of people have goals and want to have careers like yours, want to raise successful families like yours, want to have kids that go down the right track and go to law school and medical school, et cetera. So with that said, 
I think achieving goals sometimes is like just fish swimming around in a fish tank. People don't know how to reach their goals. So could you guys give any tips that helped you to reach them? Obviously not sitting still, Dr. D helped you. Like what are some things that over your life, for me, I know it was just small steps. So when I was poor and living in low-income housing and I didn't have any help with college, I worked seven days a week at Boulder Community Hospital on the cleaning crew. So if I had to clean the morgue or the emergency room, whatever it was, but that was one tiny step closer to my goal of college. Then I'd take a class and get an A. That was one more step. Like every day I felt like I, and I even joke with my husband, like I go, this is me. And I take these tiny little steps to move forward. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like a turtle, but I keep moving forward towards the goal. And each day is a tiny, Tiny yeah. oh, little yeah. step. That that and you 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 mimic exactly the way my wife approaches life. She gets something done, feels good about it, goes on to the next step, feels good about it, and keeps rolling along. I tend to be the type which which because um, you can see I have no hair. Um, <laughs> you, you I tend to jump and then decide if there's water in a pool halfway in the air, and then try because I I intentionally put the stress on myself to get there. Yeah, it's an intentional thing, and I don't know if it's a good thing. And there's probably a lot of psychiatrists listening right now, going, "Oh, he's mine. He's all mine. I really want this guy in my chair." But um, that's my attitude, and I just I kind of look at it every day as um, I wake up. I wake up today, and I really haven't done anything, and I better get something done. So, and it's it's a bit of a stress. That, but that's just my way. Your way is, is wonderful, Angie. My wife, exactly. You mimic her exactly. I mean, I'd like to move faster sometimes, but I'm just on this like track you know to keep moving forward you know get the education get the first job you know work for NBC in LA then I wanted to be an on-air so then I worked every weekend in Santa Barbara and then during the week in LA like just because you know you, you had to do certain things to get an on-air job so if that meant going to another city every weekend for a couple of years that I was going to do that um and it was just you know little steps kept moving forward and I wish it was faster but it is it is what it is yeah persistency has been what I've had to deal with I have to be persistent in and uh, maybe I don't reach that goal in a time frame that I set, but I don't lose sight of that goal. Oh, that's good. good. That's well, really that's good. good. Well. And I you're stay right. persistent as much as I can in that because you're going to have setbacks. You will. There's no two ways about it in the world's going to deal you something that isn't really nice. Mm -hmm. But And that also, there's, it can deal you something that's really good. So, you know, it's just being persistent and reaching and, and reaching those levels. And you know what I've learned, and this has taken me a long time, and just in the last year or so, to have the joy in the midst of the not-so-fun times, the days when you get up at 3 a.m. and you've got events that night and you've got to speak and you're not going to get enough sleep and your kids have a, oh, they're supposed to bring cupcakes. Nobody told me they're supposed to. Who, yeah. Nobody told me they need cupcakes. <laughs> the surprise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we need all, well, yeah, last week it was, we need all the ingredients for stone soup. I'm like, go out in the yard. No, not that kind of stone soup. You know, so um, with that said, finding joy on the way. Instead of just waiting for the joy on the day you get married, the day you have a baby, the day you get a raise, the day you get your new house, mm -hmm. why not find joy within each day in the midst of... Um, you know, the car isn't really running that well or won't start because it's cold. Like, days can be difficult. And if you're only going to have joy on the day that you're the perfect weight or that you get the raise, then there aren't many days filled with joy. So can you enjoy maybe the speaking event that's late at night and you're tired and you have to go there? Can you meet a new friend? Can you find the gift in that day? Can you find the gift in that difficulty? Yeah, well, you better enjoy it because you don't know what tomorrow is bringing. Well, I'm not trying to be down. It's just the way it is. A lot is. of people don't enjoy day-to-day -day life. I, They're I, waiting for that special day. I yeah, I know. And and you know something, I'm I'm guilty as charged. Sometimes I've gone down that road. We all and have. to this day, I do it maybe a little bit less. Maybe I'm going to give myself a little credit, but I still hit that every once in a while. I know my <laughs> wolf gives me thumbs up, but I give myself the fact that I can recognize it now. When I go, wait, why are you miserable? It's it's nice outside. Everything's going okay. Just because you didn't hit your goal on time is not the end of the world. Well, you told me something, Doctor Dean. If you're just joining us, friends of a show, Walt Wilson and Doctor. 
Dr. D, Camilo Delizia are here. And uh, Dr. D said, I, he said something about having a hard day. I'm like, whenever I talk to you, you're so, always so upbeat. And he's like, hey, Angie, let's be honest. I'm a dentist. And not everyone's really excited about coming to my office to see me every day. He said, and I, th- and I thought, wow, I never thought about that because my, my kids love him so much and they're excited to go to his office. So I forgot that many dentists, you know, people aren't excited to go there. Uh, so with that said, I think that uh, you've created this environment that is uh, unusual and that your personality and your warmth and your ability to uh, bond with people, connect with people, encourage people has turned a dental office into a happy place when I don't think a lot of them are. You know, I don't, it, so I think well, it's kind of a neat gift that you've taken thank this you, interesting spin it, on a career that could be a downer. It, it can be a downer. A lot of my friends are down about it. The issue is that I'm very grateful for the people that walk in through their front door. Um, they, they chose me. I mean, there's no higher compliment in the world. So I have to produce and I have to act a certain way. And, and actually, over the years, you start saying, well, you have to develop a, you know, a, who you are and everything. After doing that for years, it was so false. I went, you know something, this is the product. This is me. I act the same in the office as I do out of the office. Yeah, Whether do. that's good or bad is up to the individual who's sitting in front of right, me. But you make it a but, fun environment, you know, and I think that... Um, you know, making our work life fun is such a big part. I, I was told um, by a career coach just today that 55% of people who are currently working um, are looking for another job. And wow. so if 55% are looking for another job, think of the amount of people that just plain aren't happy in their job. So why not make our jobs enjoyable and have fun? I, I have agree. Some, I have some good news for you guys. You want to do some good news? Yes, sure. go for it. Okay. Um, speaking of, this is, what, what a great transition. I forgot I was doing this first. Um, the trash man, the garbage man. Now that could be a job. You could be like, oh, wow, I'm the garbage man. In fact, I was watching some award show the other day and they were joking around about one of the stars in the audience about him not being important. And they said, basically, this award show, you're the garbage man man of the award show and that really bothered me Hmm. that these uppity up Hollywood people were making jokes about the people that keep our life rolling by the way my garbage man I'd mentioned that I did something for him for Christmas and he treats me like a queen now (laughs) those cans are right up next to my garage door lined up I mean I'm like the favorite customer on the block I love that guy good for you so it takes a little love. Yes. I think we can blossom wherever we're planted. You know, Walt, you go to people's homes and talk to people. So you can really minister to them. This garbage man uh, in like 2007 started noticing while he was on his early morning runs, homeless families, the increase of homeless families, and he could not sleep at night. So he started uh, these like love bags that he and his wife give out. So it's Arnold and Teresa. And for years, seven days a week now, as early as 5 a.m., they're out on the streets handing these bags out to homeless people and homeless families. Take a listen. How you doing, sweetheart? Good morning. As the city sleeps, Arnold Harvey starts his day by hitting the streets of Silver Spring, Maryland, quietly delivering bags filled with food, toiletries, and blankets to the homeless. He calls them love bags. Sometimes, I guess, when the, sh- when the, when the shelters get full, they have no other place to go, so they got to turn to the streets. Even if it's for a night or two, they're out there. We're going to leave you this bag, man. All right. But you know who I am? I'm the trash truck driver. After seven years, they recognize him. In 2007, the waste management truck driver noticed a growing number of families sleeping on the streets of his overnight route. He and his wife, Teresa, took action immediately, making sandwiches and collecting blankets to donate. As long as I know there's somebody out here, it's hard to go home, sit at a table, eat a meal. That's it. 
So he's getting all emotional there. It makes me emotional. So he's starting to cry, talking about he's out there driving that trash truck, and he sees homeless kids sleeping on benches with their families. How sad is that? And so he couldn't deal. He, he Here he is, the garbage man, and he started a ministry. And this guy has, like, he's created a whole organization now around this. Here's one more little clip on it. Their street ministry led the couple to create God's Connection Transition, GCT, a nonprofit that today provides donated food and supplies to 5,000 families a month from a rented warehouse in Gaithersburg, Maryland. The Harveys convinced major companies as well as local stores to donate. The reason that we're here is, is the passion of God, the love of people. So God's Connection Transition is God joining people together to undergo a change. People from churches and food pantries work out of the warehouse to create a non-judgmental shopping environment for low-income and homeless families. It means a lot to my family because a lot of times um, we don't have everything that we need and in those moments to know that we can come to GCT and just freely shop, you know, without being embarrassed in any way because the doors are open to us. A lot of times you find yourself in situations where you lose hope. And so Teresa, she just give you that shot of hope and Arnold's right there behind her, you know, um, and together they make an awesome team. Look at that. From helping one family or two families to 5,000 a month. Are you kidding me? The garbage wow. man mm -hmm. has made a life for himself that is ministering to others. He is, he is, he's been planted as the garbage man in life, and he's made so much of it. Contributions to humanity around us are, are the greatest way to feel self-worth, and this person really put himself out there. Individuals helping individuals. Yeah. Without uh, any Very cool. government interference. Oh, government, don't go down that road. <laughs> oh, this no. is the good news. Let's not go. You said that word. It's just you said the it's trigger just word. Us <laughs> taking it away from the government, and giving it out of our own hearts. That's right. But it just shows, I, I agree. like you know, um, uh, Moose. Is it okay if I say that you about, about your family, what they're doing? You know, Moose. You know, we, let's be honest. In Christian radio, we don't make a ton of money. Okay, mm. um, he and his family. Are, um, Jorge smiles. He's like, what? Exactly. Um, um, they're doing um, dollars or little gift cards now that he and his wife are getting so that when they go to the corner and they see someone homeless, they can give them like a couple of hamburgers or, you know, mm, little gift wow. cards. Yeah. You know, and they're not wealthy people. Right. It's just a way for them to show their daughter and now their new baby son when they stop at the stoplight that, hey, we've got a hamburger for you. And it might not be much, but it might be the only, you know, hamburger or two that they get that day. Perfect. Isn't That's that neat? Wonderful. Best way yeah. to do it. You either take them and buy the food or you. You have a card. Don't give them money. Just have a card that they have to exchange for the food. Yeah. Fantastic. Walt Wilson, you meet with people personally. You help people with their retirement planning. Um, for free, you meet with them. You're my personal friend. I highly endorse you. How do people reach you? Call me at 303-798-6363 or privatepensiondesign.com. And he's got a really cool system that helps with taxes, etc. So he'll explain all that. And then uh, Dr. D, our family dentist and a radio host. Uh, your radio show is on every Saturday where? Uh, 94.7 FM KRKS. What time? 10 a.m. And then Dr. Camillo Delizia, De how do people reach you, Dr. D, if they want you as their family dentist? Give us a call, 303-773-9400. And even though you aren't a pediatric dentist, you yes. are the best kids dentist around. My kids love you. <laughs> they you. beg to go to the dentist. You're listening to the good news. Where the love of God meets your life. 810 AM KLBZ. The secret to the Denver Rescue Mission is surprisingly simple. 
For more than 100 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been changing lives in the name of Christ. In a world filled with quick fixes, the Denver Rescue Mission takes the time to help rebuild the lives of those torn apart by addiction. They know addiction is powerful, and to finally break free of those demons, it takes time and the power of the Lord. That's why the New Life program at the Denver Rescue Mission takes more than one year to complete. With God's redemptive love, anything is possible. And the Denver Rescue Mission proves it daily. Please support the good work done by the Denver Rescue Mission. Visit them today at denverrescuemission.org. That's denverrescuemission.org. Denver, this is Pastor John A. Moreland, Senior Pastor of the Denver Christian Bible Church. I'd like to invite you to join us for the radio program of Denver Christian Bible Church on our sister station. That's 1220 on the AM dial. You can find us Monday through Friday from 745 to 815. Again, that's 1220 on your AM dial every morning, Monday through Friday. And if you think we're having a good time on Therapy Tuesdays, wait until you join us as we walk through God's Word. It doesn't get any better than that. Come where the table is spread and the feast of the Lord is going on. God bless you. One in six children in Colorado are living below the federal poverty line, and A Precious Child is here to help. They are a wonderful organization that is devoted to making a positive impact in the lives of disadvantaged and displaced families in Colorado by improving their quality of life. Come on and partner with A Precious Child by volunteering your time or donating funds to assist the children of Colorado to succeed in life, school, and triumph in their future endeavors. They're also in need of donations of gently used clothing, computers, sporting equipment, and shoes. Discover how you can help at A Precious child.org your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in colorado when you shop at arc thrift stores you'll not only save money but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities just like these arc ambassadors arc is about love and smiles and just acceptance they accept you no matter what your disability is your color your race they just love you no matter who you are and what you are at any of the 22 ARC locations around town, you'll always find great-looking new and gently used clothes, toys, and more. But the good work your money is doing doesn't even stop there. ARC also supports more than 50 community organizations and provides vouchers to help with emergency clothing, disaster recovery, job interviews, and just about any economic challenge. All because of your donations and your shopping trips. It's the best place you could ever work. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. Christ's love in his word. The new 810 AM KLVZ. Welcome back to the good news. I don't know about you, but I often put off planning for the weekend because I'm so busy. So I love to know what's going on every weekend. We have Terry with Five Star Talented Entertainment. She joins us every Friday to tell us the latest. Hi, Terry. Hello, Miss Andy. How's it going? I am great, thank you. So what is going on well, this weekend? How about weekend? this nice week of weather we had, huh? Oh, the weather's been beautiful. So, uh, you know, I mean, how, who can complain about January? So, well, you know, tomorrow night is the night that the Metro North Gala is, or Chamber is hosting their annual business awards and gala. And probably, if, you know, anyone wants to go, it's probably a little bit late. But can I just brag for a second? I'm actually one of their small business people of the year. Aww. Small business person of the year I won a few years ago. Well, about four years ago. So it's a great thing. And if you get involved with galas, you can go and apply for these great awards and opportunities is kind of what I wanted to say. Excellent. But what's going on this weekend? Well, you know, the um, if you want to head up to, oh, what do I see about springs? 
On Sunday through the 15th, they have their big um, festival going on up there in Steamboat on the weekends. So it's a great chance to go, you know, check online, go see what's going on, what activities you might want to be involved in, go up there and have a little bit of fun. Tomorrow is the last day to apply for the Cherry Creek Arts Festival, if I can just say to all the musicians oh, out there, the okay. versus the deadline, so you might want to get those applications into me. Okay. Valentine's Day is around the corner, Angie, so people might want to make those reservations for Saturday on February 14th. Okay. Coming right up, we've got um, the Metro or the Ball for All. It's an event that's coming up on February 7th. You need some reservations for that. Hazel Miller will be performing. The mayor is going to be honored. It's a Gala that provides an opportunity for those in the corporate, legal, government, nonprofit worlds to gather and celebrate their mission of diversity and inclusiveness. So it's kind of a big deal kind of event. Um, let me see here. You've got Eric West that's going to be performing on February 11th for all you mommies out there. It's a free show to come and bring um, your children to, to the Promex Center over off at 71st and Pecos and enjoy a free show at 10 o'clock in the morning. And those are kind of nice to go to. And Restaurant Week is coming up for all you people that love Restaurant Week. And that's happening on February 20th. So now's a good time to make those reservations for your favorite restaurants so you get those great deals. Yes, and I have to say, I agree with Terry on this one. You have to get them in ASAP, you know, because you'll get closed out and you'll end up, you know, going to dinner at, you know, 4.15 in the afternoon because they don't have any slots right. open. So, so I thought I mentioned it early. And for those of you out there who have probably never been to the U.S. Mint, did you know you can go on free tours out there? I did, but I haven't gone since I was a kid. Right, so I thought I would remind people, especially if moms are home during the week and they're, like, wanting something to do with their 5-year-old or 10-year-old and they're not in school on the day, take them to the U.S. Mint and go on a free tour. You know, and let's see, for, uh, mark on your calendars. It's free day at the Denver Botanic Gardens on February 16th, and those free days usually only come up once a month. So if you know in, you know, in advance, you can kind of mark that on your calendar. And always there's a great time going on at a Mammoth game, an Avalanche game, a Nuggets game. Next Mammoth game is on February 13th, and they are undefeated in their league, and it was super, super fun the other day. So these are some of those fun things that are going on, and Bessie's Hope is just around the corner for those of you people that want, love going to galas. And I have to say the Bessie's Hope Gala, Linda Holloway's heart is in such the right place. So many of these seniors don't get visits, and when you team up at-risk youth and seniors, two two groups that really, as one of the young girls put, two groups that really need love, it's just a beautiful thing that she does. So I think that's a great fundraiser to support as well. It and, really it really is, Angie. Um, and some of the things that I love to do with the kids, too, sometimes I just like to go out and get active. We take family walks. We go to, like, Jumpaline, or there are, like, active places you can go with the kids. We just go to the rec center and swim with them. Some of the rec centers have, like, indoor uh, slides and pools they and do. those lazy rivers. Right. Or you can head over to Skyline Park and go skating at the Southwest Rink going on until the middle of February. That's nice. And, and you that's know, fun, too. And skate rentals, I think, are, like, two bucks. Otherwise, you can just take your own skates and go skating. Oh, two bucks isn't bad. And I love to go. Another place that we skate and I, I'm not sure how late they stay open in the year is but up there at Evergreen at the lake and then is the YMCA the Rockies where you can roller skate and ice skate as well and uh, I just I mean that's like one of my favorite places all right Terry anyway, what's your uh, contact information 303-635-1210 fivestaracks.com is my website five star talent entertainment that's the number five all over Facebook LinkedIn Twitter wherever so girl you are everywhere <laughs> I love you thank you everyone have a super weekend you, week. you too love you too Terry thanks so much you're listening to the good news thanks for listening to the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.